Mark Buddy, how's it going? Good, I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, mate. Um, thanks for coming on. No problem. What would you have been doing on a Friday night if you weren't here? Um, probably, probably sitting and um, eating some food, playing some Xbox, doing some work, masturbating, a few things, mate. I like it. <laughs> well, thanks for cutting off the masturbation for coming up and talking to me, mate. What's been happening? Anything exciting been going on recently? Um, I had the British Championships two, uh, two well, you know, 10, 10 days ago, nice. 11 days ago. Um, I won. Um, but you know it wasn't a good performance. It was pretty poor. I saw that. Uh, it was pretty fucking. Mate, it was, it was pretty fucking it. poor, mate. Right. I was I was gutted, mate. Yeah. What happened? You know, what what I was most gutted about was um, I went out for a three hundred forty kilo deadlift, which was the biggest deadlift ever done by a junior, like any weight class, any federation, you know. Um, and I, I locked it out and got the down command, and then it dropped dropped it out my left hand. So my left. So I was fucking. I was gutted, mate. Yeah. So you know that was. It was good to win. That was that was three years in a row. Um, so you know, I defended my t- I'd won my title and defended it twice. So that was good. But um, I was gutted, mate, because you know it's it's not always just about winning. You know, it's about doing what you can do. And yeah. I, I had goals and I just didn't hit them. Um, apart from that, mate, you know, just just the usual bank training. Yeah. You know, coaching people, and um, I. You were just telling me there that you're pretty busy on the, the coaching front. Yeah. Right? How's that all going? Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. Things are going really good. Um, I really, really busy. Probably about as busy as I, as as, I, as I'd want to be within good. within reason. Um, and I, it takes up a lot of time. But you know, as we kind of spoke about, it's is when you have the right people, it's you know, it's it's, ve- it's very, very rewarding. You know, like I had a guy. Um, Matt or Matty, and he he just competed in the the the, the world para powerlifting game uh, championships and uh, did really did really really well you know and to work with someone like him that you know the obstacle that he's that he's had to come through to you know to get to that point you know it's fucking it's awesome it's really 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 good yeah it's really really good you know and um he he didn't qualify for it this time but you know in the future he definitely will qualify for you know the the goals to qualify for the paralympic commonwealth games and the paralympic you know the games as well so Aye, it's you know it's really cool to work with people like Good that. Times, man. We'll, we'll talk more about that in a wee minute, man. Uh, so first things first, just basically going back to the start of your training career, man. How did you first start training? And get um, to the gym, basically. Yeah, good, good question. So basically, started um, by I, I did you know boxing um, in my younger years, and I did a lot of football. And when I was sixteen, you, well, growing up, I'd always been fucking you know so so. Um, you know, in fact, tweeted probably wasn't even the word. Um, you know, just so obsessed with you know, really, really, really strong, strong thing. Animals mostly. Okay. You know, like really, really strong animals. And I was always just obsessed with, with stuff like that. And then when I was sixteen, I was playing football and I, I was running. My studs got caught in the ground and I turned direction and tore my ACL. And um, you know, took complete, complete full rupture of my ACL. Partially tore my PCL. Ripped my meniscus cartilage, um, and then I off of the one. Yeah, yeah, and then I bruised my femur. I bruised it, my femur, and I bruised my tibia, and fibula. So you know, just totally f- fucked my knee up completely. And um, you know, had that reconstructed, and they're like, you know, you're going to be a twelve to twelve to eighteen months recovery. You won't be able to play football again. Well, you will be able to play football again, but with twelve to eighteen months, same with boxing. 
So I was like, well, you know, I was only 16, you know, you don't, you know, what do you do at 16? You know, go to school, masturbate, you know, fucking, they don't do a lot. So I was like, I don't want to just, that for it to be my life. So I, was, I thought, well, I'll go to the gym. And also part of the gym was rehab, you know, right. doing weights for my knee, for my, for my legs to strengthen the, the muscles around my knee. And um, so went and just, mate, just fell in love with lifting weights and was just like, this is what I want to do. So, you know, at first, I wanted to do. I didn't want to compete in bodybuilding, but like I was doing bodybuilding, what I thought was bodybuilding training, because that's what I'd just been given. Yeah. Um, I was just obsessed with getting bigger, but you know, without even without without even knowing it, you know, I always gravitated towards you know lower reps, higher weight, and you know squat bench, yeah. deadlift, um, bent over row and overhead press were the ones I really cared about. And then you know, with me being me, I just got really obsessed with it. And I uh, started like, researching online and, you know, I wanted to become a PT. Um, and then I f- came across a guy called Pete Rubish, <laughs> who's just, you know, nuts, uh, absolutely nuts. But uh, I, he did powerlifting and I was like, well, fuck it, I want to fucking do that. I'm going to do that. So I set myself up for my first powerlifting competition uh, and competed and, you know, did pretty relatively well. Um, and, yeah, the rest is history, mate. Just, yeah, you know, became, a, you know, totally obsessed with it. So it was literally just that point, as soon as you started lifting heavy, you knew it instantly? Yeah, like, this is just, it. just the first day, literally the first time I went in the gym, mate, when I just, you know, started doing some weights, I was just like, I really enjoyed this. So the question is, but how could we at football before you uh, got fucked? Uh, I still play, mate, you know, I consider myself a good wee midfielder. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say I tried a lot harder than I was good. Aye. I, I, I mean, I, I worked really hard. Um, so it didn't ruin a career? No, I didn't, no. <laughs> no, it didn't ruin a career. Um, I, I, I would say, I would say I maybe finished as a, as a very average player with a very above average work rate. Yeah. You know, that's what I would probably say my best was. I, I'd say I was really good at boxing, actually. Yeah. Um, I would say I was, but I didn't, uh, I always knew it's not what I really wanted to do. And the problem is when, when I don't want to do something, I, I, I find, you know, I, I find it very, very difficult to, to do that thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just always, you know, it was always half-assed. I never, you know, went and ran and, you know, did my road work and did my running or didn't do anything extra. I was never fit enough, yeah. never took it really seriously. Um, but I would I would say if I, if I, if I was uh, as obsessed with boxing as I was powerlifting, I would say I probably could have took it quite far. Yeah, but, you know, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah, so that was about 17, you said, when you were done your first competition? Uh, I did my first competition when I was... Um, 18, 18, 18, 18 and a half, yeah. And you were a PT at that point? Yes, yeah, yeah I was working with a, with a, with a guy in a studio in Drumchapel, um, full-time, yes, yeah, so I was really busy in there, actually, it was really good, yeah, so, well, he was really busy, you know, he was really, really busy, uh, he did really, really well for himself, and, um, you know, I helped him out with the people that, you know, with clients and whatnot, and, and in return, I ended up really busy as well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah the good thing going. Um, so... When you said you got you injured your knee, am I right in saying did you have another injury as well, or was that just was that was it maybe I'm just thinking that all that stuff he said that was all the one that injury. was all the one injury, Aye. yeah, and, Aye. Then, and then that was just that just turned the weights from then on and yeah, how did you go on your first competition? Uh, I did. I, so it was a push pull. So basically, powerlifting is squat bench deadlift. Then yep. you also have push pull comps, which are beginner comps. So it's yep. bench and deadlift only, and. Um, I, I can't remember what I bench pressed. Um, I think I bench pressed like maybe one thirty two and a half, one thirty five, something like that. And I deadlifted. I think, I think I deadlifted two fifteen, failed two sixty. Right. I think, but like both of them were British records for the age category. Really? 
Um, they're both from a British registered age category, but you know the federation that they did as well wasn't you know the most competitive federation. So I don't know how it would have stacked up in in the federation I compete in now. Yeah. But I, I did pretty good, mate. Yeah, I mean, eighteen years old. I think I was like a hundred and eight kilos, something like that. Um, you know, with maybe you know with no real powerlifting programming. You know, pulled like two sixties. It was quite a good start, right, I suppose. Definitely. Yeah. And then- did you know at that point that competing with something that you were, did you just get an instant kind of buzz for it? Did you love, yeah. you love your first Yeah, I mean, first I, I, I remember after after did my first push-pull, uh, I remember going home, I never said to anybody, I remember going home and I was like, right, uh, you know, and the thing is as well, is like, you know, I, you know, you get tested powerlifting, you get non-tested yeah. powerlifting. Uh, I didn't know anything about that. I just meant, one of, I remember one of my brother's friends um, or one of my brother's work colleagues was basically the one that said to me, you know, go to this federation um you know looking back it you know it wasn't a bad move it just wasn't the most competitive but i didn't know um you know so, so i remember I, I think i pulled like 260 and i'm watching guys at like pete rubbish who are like pulling like 380 390 yeah. you know and bear in mind they're like 10 years older than me um and i'm like well they're the best in the world and i'm like you know oh fuck it i'm gonna beat them i was like, I, I just remember going home i remember researching and i found you know the ipf which what i competing now which was and i looked at all their records and i was like well hold on a minute their records are way way higher than yeah. the federation i'm competing now and then i started researching i was like well that's the federation to be in and i was like right you know i was like fuck it i said i'm going to be the world champion in that and i remember and i mean back then you know 18 years old you know didn't you know didn't really have a right to be to think, thinking yeah. that you know and that's why I always talk about one of the best traits you can have if you want to be successful and whatever you choose to be successful is just delusion you know and people think being delusional is a bad thing which in some cases it definitely is you know yeah. you can't be delusional about everything but I think some form of delusion a, a, a delusion and self-belief I'd say is a, is a very positive trait and I just was like I'm going to be world champion 100% I'm going to do it um, and, I, and I had absolutely no right but you know, I did it. So what age are you now? Uh, I just turned twenty three a, a week ago. Yeah, just turned it. Eh? Uh, so first of December, I turned twenty three. Okay, yeah. So, so when did you first get into IPF and competing in there? Um, two thousand and fifteen. So you would have been twenty. I would. I was twenty. Uh, I would have been. I twenty. Would have been twenty when I, my first competition would have been twenty. So that's yeah. the kind of peak of where you want to be. That's the federation. Um, want to be competing in. I would. For, for you anyway. Yeah, I would, I would say as a tested lifter, the IPFs were to be definitely. You know, you know, there's definitely competitions now, um, in America. Um, you know, like uh, U.S. Open, um, boss of bosses, Reebok record breakers, and then there's a competition in Australia called Big Dogs, and you know, like. You know, big dogs and like first place walks away with like twenty thousand, you know, dollars, and the U.S. Open, you know, first place walks away with like forty thousand. So you know, they're probably the competitions that you'd you'd want to end up in because yeah. you know, in IPF, it's you know, you, you don't you just lose money. Okay. You know, you have to pay for everything. You yeah. know, like going going to yours, going to worlds. You know, it's the most competitive federation. It is the most prestigious, but you know. Been there, done that, won it. I, w- I want to make. Uh, it'd be good to make some money from it. Yeah, definitely, you man, know what I mean. When you're so freaking good at it. Yeah, well, hi. <laughs> um, so for people, anybody who's listening who doesn't really know, like what what maybe the IPF is, or I mean, you're world, European, and British champion. And Commonwealth, yeah. And Commonwealth, okay. So basically, for anybody that's listening who maybe isn't thinking, oh, well, I'm not quite sure what what that is, or how how you managed to do that. Like basically, just go for it, man. Tell us how. 
how you how you done it? Like, what did you have? What did you have to do to get those titles? And what what have you went through? And basically, just break it all down for us. Yes. So 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 firstly, the IPF is just basically the International Powerlifting Federation. So um, it's you know probably one of the long. It's probably the longest reigning federation there is. Yeah. Um, and it's you know the most competitive drug free federation in the world, um, and I, you know highlight drug free because you know there there are probably more competitive federations where people lift a little bit more, but that's not non tested. Yeah. Um, what did it take to do that? Um, you know, it's hard to pinpoint. I would say it it just took, you know, you know everything. You know, literally from the age of you know, eighteen. You know, even sixteen. It, it literally is just taken. You know, complete. 100% devotion you yeah. know like, like you know just like you know you see a lot of people me and, me and TJ were actually speaking about this today um, about you know people who you know just dabble in stuff and you know you just dabble in the sport and you maybe put your foot in you know you put your toe in and you just kind of you know feel it out you know whereas you know like you know it's you know in my opinion if, you, if you're going to do something you, you do you do it and you you know you go you do it the whole way you know you, you go all yeah. in like you know I mean it's I'm I'm somebody you know you can't just I, I can't just do something you know I can't just kind of like oh just kind of you know I, I quite like that I'll just kind of do it yeah. you know if I do something I just need to do it you know completely and you know be totally and utterly you know immersed in it and obsessed with it um you know i would say you know a, an example of like you know of, of like a, of like a day you know it's like on a monday you know I'll, I'll get up and i'll work and then you know i'll train for you know two and a half three hours and then you know i'll maybe do a tiny little bit more work and then i'll go drive to my osteopath get an osteopath appointment you know be with him for an hour you know come you know drive back to the gym do an hour hour, hour and a half set training session go home, do a little bit more work and then sleep. And in between that, you know, you're never missed a meal, never missed, yeah. never missed, you know, what even like, even something as simple as, 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 as counting water intake, like managing your water intake, you know, never missing water intake, never missing a meal, never missing a session, you know, just eat, sleep, eat, sleep and train and just yeah, totally yeah. just, and it's all you, all you could, just literally all, all you do and just literally, there's not a minute in the day that goes by that, you know, I'm not. I'm not thinking about it somehow, um, and I. I mean, that's. I think that's what it takes. I mean, I think ultimately, you know. I would say there's a very valid. You know, people. I say there's a very valid argument when you're doing a sport like powerlifting, where there's. You know, you're not going to get very much fame. You know, for the grand scheme of things, you're not going to make very much to any money direct. Yeah. You, you can make it. You know, maybe in avenues. For, come branching off it but you're not gonna make that much money you're not gonna really get that much from it and people would say you know you've you know to dedicate every ounce of your being and every minute of your day to that is a bit maybe foolish and i i totally understand that and accept that um but i think you know ultimately um i, th I think to truly be the best at anything you, you've just got to be totally immersed in it and obsessed with it and it's just got to take up you know, every ounce of your being and every minute of your day and, you know, that's literally what it's took. Totally, man. Do you yeah. come across a lot of people who think they want to do it but just don't yeah. understand what it, yeah. what it takes, essentially? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think ultimately, you know, I, I, I don't think, I think the, you know, the overwhelming majority of, of the, of the, you know, the population, you know, just don't understand what it takes to be, and truly great at anything yeah. you know um and like you know what what i've dedicated my life to is powerlifting but you know if you want to be you know the you know 
the most successful businessman in the world or the most successful, you know, I don't know, in any avenue you'd want to take it. You know, you that's what you need to be. I think the common trait is literally just, you know, it literally taking up every ounce of your being and just being totally obsessed with it. Um and then obviously whatever branch or avenue you want to you want to you want to pursue then obviously you do you do the things necessary but yeah I mean I, I think you know I, I don't think I'm I'm any more special um, than than the, than people with regards to you know genetically you know a, a lot of people say oh you know you, you know you're a genetic freak or you know you're this and you're that and I, I think it may be naive to say I've not got a genetic predisposition to maybe be strong but um, I would also say that it's easy for people to say that, but you know they 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 also just you know they don't they they don't have what it takes to to do it. You know, like to to literally, you know you, you know it just needs to you know you, to truly give you're truly give everything. And the thing is as well is that you know you have to do what others aren't so that you can. That's what that's what it takes. You know, like you know like for me to be the world champion, I'm literally going to have to do stuff. That the people that my competitors aren't doing, you know, so you know, I'll, I'll, you know, never, never skip that meal, never miss that food intake, never miss water intake, never miss a training session, yeah. never back down from a, a single, you know, set or rep or take it easy, you know, something as simple as you know, not, not going out at weekends because you need to make sure you're getting your fucking your sleep, you know, even on like non-training days, you know, scheduling your day so that in the middle of the day you know, you can get an hour's nap, so, you know, you make sure you get all your work done and whatnot, so you can get a nap, yeah. um, make, never missing recovery work, mobility work, you know, forking out a lot of money and on, on stuff like um, sports massages and coaches and osteopaths and all that and whatnot, and I, it's about just about doing what other people won't, and, and so it's it's easy to be called a genetic freak. Do you but, get that a lot, though? Do you get people that are, like, maybe say to you, like, uh, oh, you were born with that, or yeah. like, do you get that shit? Yeah, all the time. See, I don't fucking agree with that at yeah, all, all like, I think people that are at the top of any game, it's because of the yeah. fucking dedication and the yeah. hours put in I mean, for a fucking whatever age. I mean, it is. I mean, I, I think it's... You, you can't... You can never deny that the top of any sports... Any sports sportsman who's at the top of his game isn't genetically predisposed to being really, really good at that thing. You, you can't deny that. But, you know... The best footballer to ever exist might not, might just not have played football, you know. So you've still got to do all the work to still get there. Whether you're a genetic freak or genetically predisposed to being really good at something, doesn't mean that you don't still have to do everything it takes to get to to where you are, you know. So um, yeah, you know, I think do you have a genetic predisposition? You, I think you'd be, you know, it, it would it'd be fair to say yeah. But you, know, I think also people as well would probably be alarmed what it actually takes to, to yeah, truly get there. You know, like the the, the I, I looked at stuff like you know how 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 can I maximize how can I maximize what I'm about to do, and it literally comes down to you know I was like right okay so you know there's there's you know there's kind of you know f- four different aspects. For, I mean, for me, I'd like you know. Nutrition, and I would include hydration with nutrition. So yeah. hydration and nutrition, I would say training, I would say sleep, and I would say supplementation, and I would say um, re- recovery work. You know, and 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 I literally went through all those five things, and I was like, if I can get every single one of those things, and I've literally got a list 
of everything I've got to do before bed, before I can before I can go to bed. So like on a training day, all the time of every day, I was like, have I hit my food intake for today? So have I hit everything? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, have I hit my water intake for today? I'm like, yeah. If you get your supplement intake, you know, everything that you're meant to have your supplementation wise, I'm like, yeah. You know, have you done both your workouts? You know, have you done your recovery work? You know, have you had your contrast shower or your contrast bath? You know, and have you done the the, the, the physio exercise that you've been given? And if every single one of those have been ticked, I'm like, cool, it's time to go to bed. On a non-training day, you would swap out, I swap out the, the workouts for like an hour's walk. So I would go for an hour's walk. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I would do the hours walk and I would also have, um, I would in the middle of the day, I'd try and get like an hour's nap. So maybe like five o'clock, I would, I would go to bed for an hour and I'd fall it for an hour and get up at six. Um, and if again, if all those things are ticked off, you know, and it's like, am I going to be able to get eight hours of sleep this night? And you're like, yeah. So like that's, so that's literally the, the, the obsessiveness, you know, like it's not just about, oh, I'll go and train really hard. Yeah, totally you know, right. it's like, you, it's a fucking life. Yeah, like you've got you've it's all those different aspects that you need to maximise, um, and yeah, the, the, that's literally it. And I looked at it and I thought, if I can maximise every single one of those aspects, then I will. I know for a fact the people I'm competing against aren't won't be doing that. Yeah, totally. I, I just know for a fact, you know. And it's like you know, like at Worlds last year, um, you know, I got to stand in the podium. Um, so World 2016, I got to stand in the podium. It was my first ever world. Stood in the podium, um, became the first junior lifter in Britain to squat 700 pounds raw, um, which was quite a cool feat. Um, first ever to squat 700 pounds raw, and um, yeah, and I and I was like, you know, and I, I was, you know, even to that point, I'd still did every one of those things. But I was like, you know, from now till next, next, next world, I was like, I can fucking. I can fucking win this, but I, I need to make sure that I literally, you know, and it's like, you know, the the, the week after Worlds, I went out, to, went out with three of my mates, um, and that was the first night out I'd had in like 18 months, you know, don't go out, don't go out weekends, because if I go out, I might not get into fucking three, half three, by the time you wind down, it's five o'clock, yeah. you, you won't be able to get all your sleep in, um, and all that stuff, so I'm like, you know, I know for a fact I know for a fact over Christmas my competitors were going out and having having fun yeah. and drinking and having fun with their mates and going to parties and maybe not taking training as seriously and that's totally okay. Like I'm not I'm not like passing judgment on that person. Like quite frankly, I I, I I'm the weird one. You know what I mean? I, I, like totally, and it's, and it's like I'm at least you know true to myself enough to realise you know I'm the one that's I'm the odd one out. You know I don't pass judgment in that. You know quite frankly. I, I would, you know, sometimes I just think, you know what, well, I'd fucking quite like to actually just fucking be quite fucking normal. You mean, just, you know, just, just, just do normal shit. But that, you know, that... that really, well, <laughs> I think, I think yeah, you know, I, right. I mean, a lot of times I do think that, but then you just need to, you know, you, again, you just need to be honest with yourself. That, that, that's just not me. Yeah, it's just not me. I know for a fact I wouldn't, you know, that's not what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I just knew for a fact they weren't doing that. I just, I just knew it, you know. Um, and obviously, you know, before the Worlds was the European Championships. And obviously, to win the Worlds, I would have had to have won Euros because, you know, if I can't become European Champion, how would I become World Champion? So, like, for the Euros, so Euros was the first thing for me, you know, so I focused on that. And my competition was a guy called Mehmet Kaya. Great guy, really nice guy. And I was like, and, and you know what, quite frankly, I, you know, I, I would say he is more genetically gifted lifter than I am. Absolutely. 
Um, I mean, I, I spanked him at the Euros, you know, no disrespect, but I, I, you know, I beat him in every lift. I took the gold medal and the squat bench deadlift and the total, you know, just, you know, I think I beat him by like, you know, 40 odd, 50 odd, I think I beat him like 50 kilos. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, is like the year before, he totaled like 815 kilos and then the year after he went and totaled like 790. Now, he did have a bad day and some things went wrong, obviously, for him. But, like, you know, the way I looked at it is I, I'm just going to outwork him. Like, I knew for a fact, you know, on Christmas Day he didn't train twice. I, I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, again, you know, I, that there's no judgment passed on that. You know, end of day, like, you know, if I had a client, I would be like, you know, no, just fucking enjoy Christmas, mate. Go and enjoy Christmas. Yeah. Let's just... You know, do the day after, you know, let's make up somehow, you know, you have a family, go and enjoy Christmas, it's not an issue, you missed training on Christmas, it's not a big deal, does it matter, you're a human being, I don't want you to train on Christmas, just go and enjoy yourself, you know, don't count your food intake, eat what you want, have fun, but the thing is, is that ultimately, I was like, if I'm willing to do what people aren't, I'll, I'll win and, and, and it happened you know what I mean um, and that, I mean, that and, you know, look at it and go you've done yeah and yeah and, 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 and it's refreshing because it's like you know with, with winning worlds you know I, I became world champion in the most competitive federation you know in powerlifting um, and it's like you know if, if, if I can do that you know you can do anything you know what I mean you, and it's quite refreshing because you know if, if, I, if I can do that I know for a fact I'll always be okay because you know you never know where you're going to be in life. Ten years I might not do powerlifting anymore. Um, I might want to do something else. I might have a family. You know all that stuff. Um, but it's refreshing because it's like you know if I can truly do that, you can do anything. And I, and I think as well, I think people as a general rule would be really really alarmed as to what they're actually capable of themselves. I, I really do. And, and I and I think people people I think people almost as a I don't even know the word to use. As a safety mechanism, they deliberately or they, they maybe deliberately or or unconsciously but still deliberately hold themselves back and don't do everything mm-hmm. because 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 they, they are just afraid of what what they can actually do. But I think people would just be so alarmed at what they truly are capable of. Of course, man. You know, people are scared to fail, man. Yeah, and it's like and it, and it, and it's like you know I think again like I, I mean actually I remember I remember I remember saying this to my mum. I remember speaking to my mum about this and I was like, you know, to, to, to literally put, you know, so like, this was, you know, th- this was my last year as a junior, you know, so juniors is under 23, well, it's technically under 24, so the year you turn 24 is the year you become a senior. So if you turn, if you if your birthday's January, right, um, you would get a whole year as being yeah. 23. Yeah. Whereas I turned 20, my birthday is December, so I technically miss out on a whole year as a, as, as a junior. But, um, you know, I was like, this is this is my last chance as a junior to win the World Championships. I don't have another chance after this. Uh, and, and, and I was like, you know, I've literally put every single ounce of my whole being, like literally every ounce of my whole being into this. And it's like, I've been totally open and honest with myself where I'm like, this is the most important thing in the world to me and this means more to me than anything in the world um, and I you know I publicly said it you know privately said it myself and you know I could have I could have easily failed like literally the second place Jackson Spencer missed his final deadlift if he pulled that deadlift he would have won the world championships 
So it came down to came down to one lift. Final. One lift, literally one lift. I pulled my final deadlift, which put me 847.5. He went to pull 330. Now, bear in mind, me and Jackson, we both squatted 327.5 kilos, so we squatted the same. We both benched one ninety two point five, so we benched the same. So going into deadlifts, we were this, we were we were the exact same, yeah. and we were we were around about the same, you know, same deadlifter strength wise. Um, I pulled three twenty seven point five to total eight forty seven and a half, and he went three thirty to pull eight fifty, and he got it to his knees, and then couldn't lock it out. So like that's that's how close it came to me to me you know to me accomplishing my dream or not, um, and you know. If he pulled that, that would have probably been the worst moment of my life. No, no, you know what I mean? Um, and I would have, you know, I would have failed. You know, that, that simple as that. I, I would have failed not only my goal, but, you know, my, my lifelong dream. And not even, it's more than a dream. You know, it, to, to me, winning world, the world was, you know, it was what I felt I was destined to do. And I put every ounce of that. And, you know, to, to be in the position to fail, that's fucking, you know... That that's not a nice place to be in, and I think people deliberately just don't put themselves there to truly be in a position where you genuinely could, you know, have your heart just totally broken because you didn't do it, and to fail, to to, to fail something of that magnitude, it's not a nice, it's not necessarily, it's not a nice place to be, and most people aren't willing to be there. But yeah. actually, you know, the more and more I thought about it, I thought, do you know what, you know, see, even if I didn't lose, see, even if I, see, even if I didn't win and I lost. I could I could have loved myself hundred percent because I knew for a fact that I did every single thing I could have done. See if I hadn't done everything I could have done and I went and lost, then I couldn't have loved myself. You know? And I think the more the more I think about that is actually, you know what? You know, like again, look at the British, you know, I totally failed. Totally you know, I know I won the British Championships and people say, Well you won, but you know, that's not what it was about. It was about accomplishing the goals that I had. And I didn't accomplish a single goal, not one goal at the British that I accomplished apart from winning. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't a goal because yeah. because without sounding arrogant, you know, as long as I got three lifts in, I, I, would, I was going to win. You know, that you know, it wasn't an issue. The goal was, you know, 500 Wilkes, 870 total, biggest deadlift ever done by a junior. Um, before Luke Richardson, who, you know, who was a super heavyweight, uh, competed. But um, yeah, and, and I failed every single one of those goals, you know, totally failed it, you know, and it's like, everybody knew what I wanted to do, you know, because, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I think, and I, and I got and I got this from Conor McGregor, and I, I don't know if, you know, he made this up or not, um, but it was, you know, if you can, if you can see it, and truly believe it, and you have the courage to speak it, and you're willing to back it up with what's necessary, you know, it will happen, um, and, and, I, and, I, and I like to live by that, so I like to publicly put out what I want to do yeah, in, into the universe, and, you know, as long as I, I truly believe it and I'm willing to back it up, it will happen. So, so I do that. So I put it out and, you know, I had, you know, a lot of people from the gym there watching me. I had my mum and dad, my family watching me. I had people um, on the live stream watching me, um, you know, that, that, that were watching it because, you know, they had an, an, an emotional connection to me, you know, because they knew me personally. And then you ha I, know I had people watching it because they just wanted to tune in and whatnot. And all these people knew, you know, that I failed what I wanted to do. It's not it's not a nice feeling to be, but ultimately, although it's, you know, heart-wrenching and it's, you know, it's heartbreaking and it's terrible, you know, you know what, fuck it. You know, I, I can totally live with myself. I, I know for a fact that I didn't, I didn't mess up because of a lack of effort. Yeah. And and it's quite refreshing, you know. And I think that 
the more people to realise that that's you know if you fail who, who, who gives a who gives a fuck it's just shit happens you know not. fucking shit happens and ultimately it's cheesy now but you learn from failure yeah like sh- sh- true, shit, shit happens and you know if it's not from a lack of effort learn from it you know I've you know I have you know um, quite a few distinct you know so like I had the first competition I did in the IPF was the worst competition I'd ever done. It was, you know, just fucking terrible. <laughs> you know, I was just, uh, you know, again, just, you know, didn't do anything I wanted to do. And then I went and had the best competition of my life and won the British Championships, you know, broke every British record there was. Then, you know, went to the European Championships and had the worst competition of my life, you know. I remember after that, I'd been in my, head, in my hotel room fucking, in, you know, actually in tears. I was fucking so gutted. And I got the silver medal overall, which again, yeah. which is a shame because, you know, a silver medal at the European Championships is, is no small feat. But, you know, I hadn't done what I wanted to do, you know, and I totally, you know, fucked up. And, you know, I was, the again, worst competition of my life. I then went and had the best competition of my life, the World Championships, you know, first junior to score 700 pounds, um, totaled the 120 kilos, broke all the British records that I, that I could have broke, you know, got stood in the podium, but I didn't win, but I, I wasn't upset, I was yeah. so pleased, you know, and, and you know, in first place and second place, and the people ahead of me handed my ass to me, you know, like, first place beat me like fifth by like 55, 50, 57 and a half kilos, you know, totally handed my ass to yeah. me, but I walked away, you know, really, really happy because ultimately, you know, I'd done what I, I was capable of, um, then I went to the British, won the British, but again, terrible performance, really poor performance. And then that took me to this year where I went and then won the Euros, I won the Worlds and I won the Commonwealth, all three in a row. Went nine for nine at every single competition, you know. I got four gold medals, I got gold medal and everything at the Euros. I got the silver medal in the squat on bodyweight, so me and Jackson squatted the same, but he won the gold medal in bodyweight on the yeah. squat. I got the gold medal in the deadlift, got the gold medal in the total, and then the Commonwealths, I got gold medal in all, each discipline, gold medal overall, and I actually won best lifter of the whole competition. So like any weight class, um, any age category, I won best lifter of the whole competition, you know? And each one of those successes, so the first British, my first Worlds and these three competitions, each one of those successes, they all came after the worst competition of my life. And, and I realised something is that if you look at each competition, things went wrong and I, I was like, okay, what went wrong? Why did it go wrong? And, and I, I can distinctly remember each every one, I, you know, I, ha, I have a list. I've still got it on my phone, you know, I've got I had a list. Um, and, and I remember saying to my coach, it was after this competition, it was a list of 10 things that I, that I, needed, that I felt I needed to do. Um, and if I'd had the best, if I'd fucking smoked it, I would not, you don't learn anything from that. Yeah, of course. Why would you change something if you just fucking smoked it? So actually, each competition where I've done terrible has been a massive blessing in disguise because ultimately, they have allowed me to, to, to sit back and look at what's went wrong and change it, you know? And I mean, again, it's like you said, it maybe sounds cheesy, but ultimately, you know, there, there simply is, there, there is no success without failure. Of course. It just doesn't happen because there's no bigger learning curve than fucking falling flat on your ass there's there's just not you know in my opinion anyway um so yeah I remember you know 
the Sunday night, I was, you know, just after the competition a few weeks ago, I was so upset. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's a, looking back, it's annoying because, you know, the same day, I, I just won the British Championships, you know, and even though it was a bad competition, I just won the British Championship for three years in a row. Yeah. And again, looking back, I'm like, you, you should enjoy those moments because you never know. It might never happen again. Yeah. Will it happen again? You know, pr- you probably will, yeah. But, you know, it might not. And I've ruined a big moment like that because I've been so upset about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Sunday night was so upset. And then... Monday again, you know, was you know really upset. But Monday, I was like, right, what went? Analyzed it. Tuesday was back in the gym, and that you know that's me back training full time. And it's like now, you know, it's just a case of you know I know what's went wrong. We're working on it. We're going to improve different aspects, and um, yeah, you know, just use it as fuel and learn from it and get better. Brilliant. It's man. just as simple as that. It's epic, mate. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So I want to talk a wee bit. You're talking about like um, if you fail. Um, but you know you've fucking done everything you can yeah. then you can at least say well I've fucking done everything I can exactly did, right so do you hear in the round environment that you're in stuff do you hear a lot of excuses yeah like, oh yeah because I think that it's fucking frustrating man when you listen to people excuses talking themselves down whatever it may be like yeah what, what's your what's your thoughts on like well I basically somebody I think I get again so, so you know I, I see it a lot so you know like um, I I've been with my coach for a hundred and forty four weeks as as of this week, hundred and forty four weeks, which is like two and a half years. Um, so you know he, he's literally been there, f- you know, from from my first, you know, under him, me, me and him have won three Scottishes together, three British Championships, Commonwealth, European, Worlds. So you know he's literally been there before I'd won anything, yeah. um, and. Every single competition, anything that's ever went wrong, I've never once ever even remotely blamed him in the slightest. Um, and, you know, some people I've worked with have had bad date competitions and have absolutely blamed me. No, absolutely blame me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm not saying that, you know, there's been times where maybe, you know, I have maybe made some mistakes, you know, I, you know absolutely, you know, 100% I've maybe made some mistakes with people's programming, um, attempt selection, um, maybe that, you know, their, their, their water load and water cut and the rehydration protocols, absolutely maybe made some mistakes. But ultimately, the way I, the way I always use stuff is, is that anything I do and anything that goes wrong, it's, it's on me, 100% it's on me, you know, like, uh, even in a competition, if, if, I, if I do a lift and I get a red light from a judge and it's, you know, and it's a bad call from the judge. It's, it's still on me. You know, everything's always on me, and that's an attitude that I, I always like to take. Is that anything I do is always on me, whether it's good or bad. And if I if something goes wrong, it's my fault. It's that simple. It's 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 literally that simple. If something goes wrong, and it's my fault, I've just got to take it on the chin. Um, and I think, I think again, the problem is, is that people aren't willing to be honest with themselves. It's as simple as that. Yep. People, people, people don't, people don't really tend to to be honest with themselves. And the way to deal with 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 things is to pass blame on to others and whatnot, and yep. and, and and whatnot. Whereas you know, and again, I think that again, it just it comes down to the fact you know that person just isn't cut out. It's just that simple. They yeah. just they just aren't cut out to 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 do what to do what's to do what's necessary. You know, um, you know, prime example. You know, um, look at like Ronda Rousey for example, right? You know, phenomenal athlete. You know, she was you know 
she's the reason women's women's MMA yeah, is definitely. is what it is. Um, you know, and you know, she's a superstar, but you know, she lost her first fight to um Holly Holmes, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she got she lost her first fight to Holly Holmes. And what did she do upon that defeat? She went missing for how long? A year and a half. Yeah. Right? Didn't want to fight again. Didn't want to get back not to go on nothing, right? Then look at Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor lost to Nate Diaz. And what did Conor McGregor do? He got in front of Joe Rogan and spoke to Joe Rogan, first of all. He went to the press conferences, spoke to the press conferences, and he publicly spoke about it. And what did he do? He took full responsibility for everything, you know? And what was the thing, thing he, next thing he did? He wanted to beat, fight Nate Diaz as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And he didn't change the conditions. He didn't say, oh, I want Nate Diaz a lighter weight. He went, same weight class, same rules, everything, let's keep everything the same. When can I fight him again? And it's like, that's that's what it takes. That's a true champion. To me, Ronda Rousey, I don't think was a true champion because as soon as she was faced with adversity, what happened? She went missing. She, she went missing and she didn't deal with it. Didn't, you know what I mean? Whereas Conor McGregor was faced with adversity. What did he do? He took full responsibility, gave the utmost respect to Nate Diaz. And I think a lot of people were actually really surprised at what Conor McGregor's actually like in the face of defeat. You know, yeah. I think... You know the way perso- the way he personifies himself as a persona. I don't think right. it's truly him. It's to it's to sell fights. You know, I think that's what we need to maybe need to realize. Yeah. Is he a crazy bastard? Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, is he as as cocky and arrogant as he portrays himself? I don't really think so. I think that's to sell fights. But you know, what did he do? He 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 didn't hide, didn't run, took full responsibility, um, and wanted to fight him as soon as possible. And he came back and he beat Nate Diaz and he won. You know, then he went and became two times. You know, t- two times um, champion. Yeah. You know, was it light? What, what was it lightweight? And f- what I'm would sure I? One of the way, one of the belts was lightweight, and the one, and I think maybe featherweight. I'm not sure, but um, you know, and it's like to me that's like a true champion. And I, I don't think Cor- Ronda Rousey was again. Ronda Rousey came back, lost a fight, and what she done? She's you know went missing oh, again. You know. Yeah, you know. Um, so in the face of adversity, and when things go wrong, is when you start to really find out. You know. Who, who who's cut out for this and who's not yeah, and it's that simple it's, and it's the same with life you know it's the exact same with life you know everybody goes through really really bad times and you know um, some people go through you know a lot worse than others um, but ultimately you know the people there's been many people have went through fucking you know hell and back and have turned out really good and done really well for themselves and there's people that haven't went through that much and have just sat about and used it as an excuse to to do nothing yes, and you know ultimately do it you know are who are we to pass judgment in both of them but you know all we know is you know we, we like to think of fucking Candyland and that there's going to be fucking heaven and we're going to all fucking go and get to shag 20 virgins and all, all whatever, whatever people like to believe but ultimately all we actually know, all we're actually aware of is, is that we are on this planet for you know seventy to eighty years, and yeah. we've only got one fucking go at this. Aye. And the way I see it is, ultimately, we are very, very insignificant in the grand scheme of things. In two hundred years, who will know our names? Nobody, probably you know, nobody. Yeah. You know, um, in a thousand years, there won't even be any trace of our existence anymore. You know, not even a trace of our existence. And ultimately, you know, the whole Earth itself in the grand scheme of things of the whole universe we're really insignificant so all we know is we only have one go at this and nobody's going to remember who we are so we've made massive fuck ups who cares nobody's going to know in fucking 50 years so would would we really want to spend our only life and our only one fucking go at this miracle you know because it is a miracle I mean ultimately think of think me and you're sitting here right now right think of 
think of every single thing that's happened to allow for us to sit here right now. Like literally, you'll have an ancestor from a, from you know five hundred years ago, right? Imagine you knock out one of those ancestors, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, fucking mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, literally, man. you knock out one ancestor, you wouldn't be here. Knock out one of my ancestors, I wouldn't be here because it's genuinely a fucking miracle that we're here. And we also have absolutely no fucking idea why the fuck we're here. We have no clue. Yeah. We, have, we have no clue, you know. Um, again, we, 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 we don't actually factually know how we even got here in the first place. You know what I mean? We really, it's just such a miracle. And the way I see it is, is that we've only got one go at this. So, so why would you waste it living a life of mediocrity and just using excuses as, as, as it's fucking brilliant. You know what? I just don't get it. You know, I just really don't get it. And the thing is as well is that, you know, the only things that matter are the only things that we give, we give power to, you know, so like one person's life might be race car driving it's all they care about I couldn't give a, f- a fuck about race car driving but you know my, my biggest thing in, uh, is, is powerlifting but the other person but I don't care about who, who cares it's powerlifting so, so all we can decide is what to do is what we decide to do and a great quote I like is um, all we can decide to do oh, oh, what's that what's that um, all we can decide to do is what to do with the time given us um, and it's and it's true it's like you know all, all we can do is is what we want to do and that's individual you know I'm not saying that you should do X, Y and Z yep. you should do whatever you want to do but you want to do it fucking do it that's and, it, and have a good fucking time man if you want to be the fucking if you want to be the fucking best fucking husband in the world and the best father in the world you know that's a great thing to do and a very important thing to do um, and do it you know but I think we've only got one chance to do stuff and I think what what's the point in wasting it by 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 just giving in to, course, to things you know definitely like um, there's what you said there it's like who, who are we to judge what people do or, or want but at the end of the day like you should do you know, something you've uh, how often do you hear people just fucking moaning all the time yeah. about everything or it's, like it's, what about it, their own life and stuff it's, it's, it's like, like, it's well, like, it's like prime, prime example so you know I'm on social media a lot because you know that's where, where my business where my business is so I'm on social media a lot and all I've seen for the past three weeks is this reorder and Conor McGregor thing <laughs> about caption date night, right? Now, scandal. Now, if, 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 if I had a girlfriend, or if, if you've got a girlfriend, an example, I'm with a girl, and she takes a photo of us and she captions it date night. If my girlfriend is fucking raging, that's fair enough, right? That's you know that, that's fair enough. But like that's because she's she, she you know she has a personal and emotional connection with me, for example, right? Like, why is the whole fucking world getting upset about reorder catching that day night yeah, with Conor yeah. McGregor? Like, if, if your life is genuinely so fucking insignificant and you've got nothing going on to the point where you are so upset about that, you need to fucking start reevaluating stuff. You know, do you know what I mean? And I think that people, people just get so fucking f- worked up and fed up and interested in, in you know, like, Geordie Shore and all these reality TV programs, and I'm not saying that, you know, I, when Geordie shows on, I watch Geordie show, you know, I, I quite enjoy it, yeah. um, but I think if people put as much effort into their own life as they do caring about fucking reality TV shows, life, the world would be such a better place, you know, like, again, I just don't get it, I, I just don't understand why people wouldn't take themselves um, seriously enough to actually really want to do something really good with their life. Yeah, totally, man. Do you know what I mean? You know, I, you know, I hear, I hear a lot, like, 
I wish I could do that. I wish I could be this or be that, but I can't because I'm too busy or blah blah blah. Yeah. But but they can sit and watch every fucking episode of Love Island. Exactly. Too busy, apparently. And exactly. Like, no, you're just choosing that. Exactly. You can. You're fucking choosing that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, I, it's um, it's just one of those things that it can be fucking frustrating, but at the same time, it's like well. You can, yeah, you can I mean, if, try and help if if somebody truly, truly wants to do something, you you you'll always find a way. Yeah, definitely. No matter what, you will always find a way to do something. And if you don't want to do something, you'll always be able to find an excuse. You know, and and a lot of excuses are totally acceptable. You know, like you know, like again, I was ta- actually talking to um you know one of my best mates, Ryan, in the gym, about this other day. And it's like you know, and 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 I actually got this thing from a guy called Mike 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 Tashira, um, and it's called um, strength doesn't care. So, um, with it being called with it being called strength doesn't care, what what he was basically he was saying was, um, you know, uh, he, he he ultimately if you look at, um, no you're cool man, no you're cool. So it's called, so what we're talking about was called strength doesn't care, and um, you know, going back to being willing to do what other people aren't. So example, you know, it's Christmas, going on Christmas night, going on Christmas night outs, um, going out with your girlfriend and missing training sessions, going away on holidays and not training for a, a week, having a child and not getting proper sleep, or you know, all these different things, you know, or being really, really t- you know, you've had a terrible day, you're knackered, the last thing you want to do is go and train the gym for three hours, so you just go home and sleep. Yeah. You know, all, all, all the all these things um are totally acceptable are totally acceptable um excuses and you know it's uh, you, and again I would never pass judgment on anybody for missing a gym session because ultimately, you know, it, so what you know so what did they miss a gym session but you know the 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 same the might have come up with a strength doesn't care well you know all these are very valid excuses but at the end of the day strength doesn't care if you're not doing that and somebody is this person can be better than you these excuses are all very very valuable but strength doesn't care if you don't put if you're if you're not putting the work regardless of how good your excuse is strength doesn't care you're not going to get the same return and it's the same in every aspect of life ultimately if you truly want something more than anything you'll always find a way you'll always find a way like how many people are the are so busy like so busy but yet they're able to drink three four times a week with their friends you know you know you know what i mean see a lot man you know what i mean what did they, they sacrifice sleep you know, to go out drinking, you know, yeah. well, why not sacrifice sleep to, to, for your business or why yeah. not sacrifice sleep for, for something else, you know, because um, again, all, or always skint, but still managing to, yeah, go out yeah, to you know, like again, you know, if you're always, exactly, so you know, you'll always find a way if you want to do something, if you don't want to do something, you'll always just find a, an excuse and it's just that simple. Definitely. So you were talking about, I'm just going to make sure my mic is still, so you were talking about uh, it's fucked up how like we are both here right now together yeah. and well the main reason we are is Mr TJ Hi. <laughs> um, yeah. so obviously that's how it's came about because I grew up with him and you are in the gym yeah. with a big man so how did you uh, how did you end up training in that gym basically with all the, all the guys yeah so um, I shout out to TJ TJ a good guy but I love TJ but um, so I, I actually just trained in my garage myself um 
Well, I trained with a guy, one of my, again, a really good mate of mine, one of my best mates, Robbie, but um, he stopped actually for the past, for the for the kind of the last year of me training. So I just trained in my garage, literally just in my garage. I had a squat rack, I had a power cage, so it was a squat rack. Uh, I had a barbell, I had some weights, and then I had a, a bench press, a flat bench that you know that could move, and I and I basically just squatted out my my power rack, bench out my power rack, and deadlifted off some fucking horse stall mats, right. and that's what I did. Um, and then you were working in the gym. Uh, yes, and then and then also you know after I'd left it after I'd left the studio and was just doing my own thing and you know coaching people online, um, I uh, I um, you know trained up in there right up until um, so I trained I trained there right up until after my first my first world championships. So you know you know I, I just training myself in my garage. I trained right up until my first world championship, and then um, I'd. I, I was I was bouncing as well, so I was working for a bouncing company, and one of the guys that worked there, um, Ronnie Ronnie Simpson, um, who you know is a physio, and uh, actually I, I go to for um, kind of some some hyp- hypnosis actually, um, some hypnosis stuff. Uh, he helps me a lot, but um, he, uh, um, you know, it's always it was at a gym called Marinecraft, and Marinecraft is where TJ and Andy yeah. and everyone yeah. trained. And he always said, you know, she come down to Minecraft, train with all them, blah blah blah. Um, but it, you know, I, I'm quite a, I'm a very solitary person. I just like to do stuff myself, right. my own way. I just, you know, so I was like, nah, I don't want to drag you in my garage. Got this far, blah blah blah. And then, um, and it was like a maybe thirty five minute drive, so that was my excuse, you know. But I didn't want to go. I just wanted to train myself yeah. in my garage because I enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, they they all left Minecraft, and Andy opened OBS. Um, and they all moved to OBS, and after Worlds, again, I was like, well, I need to start, you know, doing something different, I've got this far in my garage, you know, um, and I was driving my fucking, I was driving my parents fucking crazy, because, you know, the deadlift and the banging, um, some cracks started appearing in the walls as well, um, so, you know, we were thinking the next fucking rainstorm, our house would just start floating down the, <laughs> down the hill, but, um, so I was like, right, well, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I said I'll just go. I'm just going to do deadlifts at OBS. So, so I, I'll, I'll still squat and bench in my garage, and I'll just do deadlifts in OBS. So that's what I did. So I actually just deadlifted, and I always deadlifted during the day or lunchtime during the day. So I never saw TJ, Andy, any of them because yeah. they all train at night. I never saw any of them, and then. But I did enjoy training at the gym. I really enjoyed training at it, even though during the day it was a bit more, it was more quiet. None of the boys, and I did enjoy it. And then went to the British, so I was squat benching my garage and then doing deadlifts at OBS. And then I went to the British, and then again, you know, that was the British where you know I won and qualified for the European and Worlds, but I uh, wasn't a good performance. And I thought well, part of the thing that I wanted, I needed to change was train the gym full time. That that was what I did. So I just started training there full time, and then. Um, then obviously with training full time, like in my second session, I'd see them at night, and then you know I'd you know start speaking to them a bit more, and then yeah, that's how I basically thing with it. Um, and uh, I basically you know, you know in a place where you, you, you love it. Yeah, well, I I, I, I yourself. Yeah, mate, I, I love it, mate. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I again, you know, the garage got me to you know win my you know my my first two Scotties, yeah. win my first British got silver medal overall at the Euros. And got to stand in the podium at Worlds, you know. Um, it got me that far, but you know, ultimately, would I have won the Worlds and Euros and Commonwealth and whatnot this year if I hadn't trained at OBS? Um, 
and I'm conflicted because on one hand I would have said yeah I would have just made it happen but on the other hand I would, I would say no I don't think so because I just it's superior in every way the equipment superior the atmosphere superior the you know the camaraderie superior and although I don't I don't train with them, so they train as a crew. I just train myself. Right, okay. You know, so I don't train with them, but I'm training... Amongst them. Amongst them. Ah, I'm yeah. training in the gym amongst them, and, and that rubs off onto you. And honestly, hand on heart, you know, I've been at OBS now for, what's that, you know, year and a half, and training there full-time for a year. And honestly, I can't actually think of one single workout where I went there and where, where it was bad, where, where, it's, where I've not enjoyed it and it's been shit. But in the in my garage myself, I can give off tons where I'm where yeah. I, this shit I didn't enjoy it and whatnot. Because ultimately, it's like you're in that environment. Even if you're in a workout where you're not feeling that good, you're not feeling that strong, it's still a lot of fun because you're with people. Yeah. You know, and the thing is as well is that you know ultimately again, you know, like me, you know, I mean, I've not been somebody. I've never been, you know, I wouldn't necessarily class myself as a loner. Um, Maybe now, probably now, yeah, I would, but it's probably self-inflicted. But, um, you know, growing up, never was a loner, but never really fitted in or felt like I fitted in. You know, like I had friends, um, but I never really felt like I fitted in or felt like I belonged because I, I always just felt, I just always felt different. You, do you know what I mean? Like I just like wasn't interested in the same stuff people are interested in, never really fitted in with anybody. I never really felt, you know, that close to anybody apart from, you know, you know, to 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 my best mates that I've been best mates with since I was like you know ten years old, um, but you know never really you know but again never really fitted in never really you know didn't really like f- football very much you know I enjoyed it enjoyed playing with my you know people I trained with but not the same way they did and never really felt like I fitted in never really felt like I you know people were on the same page that I was on. But then soon you go to OBS and you hang with people like TJ Andy Ryan Heavy D you know Bobby you know all of them. You know, don't want to miss out any of them. Um, you know, all these people think the fucking the exact same way I think. You know, and so so to actually be in a place where you know it almost feels like you're, you you've came home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you almost feel like right. almost feel like you've came home, and you know that's quite a fucking an amazing place to go to. So I mean, honestly, I mean I can tell you, man, never just yeah, it's just so much better in every way. You know, well, it really, really, that really must is be good, man. Because like the way you you way you were talking about just like. How you dedicated everything to what you were doing and your mindset yeah. and you know there, there couldn't they're all the many, same there couldn't have been that many people that you could relate to before you went there though yeah like just in general people and you know they're all the same you know whatever. like tj was a world champion you know andy you know andy's i think andy's a fourth four time world champion now i think so you know like jp he's fucking you know, he was just you know the world's master, strongest man competing against people like Big Z. Yeah. You know, Zajunas Savickas, who's like who are fucking legends. Um, you know, you got Heavy D, who's you know world champion, world record holder. You know, you got people like Bobby, who's winning you know British Masters championships. You know, and all these people. You know, I don't want to miss out anybody. You know, but there's all these people, and you know they they're all doing the stuff that I'm doing, and it's like you know being able to relate to those people, and you know. And, you know, actually, you know, create, you know, really, really close bonds with those people. Like, you know, like, TJ, Ryan, Andy, all of them, you know, like, some of the closest bonds I've ever had with people, you know. So, when you're in that environment, you know, even if a day's not going that good, it's still a good day. Definitely. You man. know what I mean? So, yeah, it's definitely a lot better. Definitely a lot better. And, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm a very solitary person, and I I don't like help from people. So I really don't like help. I don't like, I, 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 I don't know whether it's a chip on my shoulder or not, but... I like to do something, I like to just do it myself, and you know, that's it. Yeah. 
I don't like help. But then ultimately, you know, again, you know, you, you've got to have it, you know. You've, you've got, no matter how, you, you've got to, you know, I, I couldn't do it without my osteopath, my sports yeah. therapist, or my coach, or without the gym, or without all the boys from the gym, um, or, you know, there's, there's, so there's all these people that, that, that have helped me, and ultimately, you know, that's why, that was the difference between coming second and third place, and coming first, is yeah. that, you know, having people to, to, to rely on and whatnot, and I, it's fucking, OBS is brilliant, mate, yeah, it's yeah, really... funny video for Instagram, oh. there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that singlet video, that's, mate, that's got like well over 100 million views it's now. crazy, man. Oh, mate, it's fucking... Jonathan was asking if you were going to be wearing it for the podcast. I well, I was, pla- I was, I was hoping to bring it, but no, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, people keep asking me to make a return of it, they're like, you know, you need to do it, you need to make a video, but... I can't. Cause how do you top it? Yeah, I can't. Man. You can't. It's never the same. Second, it's never going to be the same, and it's going to just feel like you know. So it's like the thing is as well is that it, actually so. <laughs> so so the way it worked was me and a boy called Heavy Specs, um, Ryan, who's just fucking. Oh, he's the craziest person I've met in my life. No word of a lie. Yeah. Right. Right. He's a European champion, you know. At like 82 and a, 85 kilo body weight, squatted 320 raw, you know, just, just a freak. Um, he uh, is the craziest, weirdest person I've met in my life, but I love him to death, man. I just love the cunt so, so, so much, man. Like, just love him so much. Um, he probably won't be listening, but I just definitely love him so much. But me and him are going to go... As a as a tag team f- for Halloween, and it was and it was a tag team, uh, uh, Varuk and Varuk and Brad and, and aye, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Aye, Bradshaw, aye, aye, that's it's, Bradshaw. that's who's that again? Um, the, Legion the, of Doom or something? Aye, is it, aye? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is it? Well, aye, something like that. So we're gonna go as that, but the singlets we're gonna wear were the ones. So he bought two. So he bought the assless singlet. So we're gonna go as that for Halloween. So I turn up to the gym one Monday night. And um, he went, Mark, I've got in my boot, got in my boot. Come see him. So we went outside. What was that? So was, that's fucking amazing. This is so, so good. I was like, got to try it on. So fucking go into the change room, try it on. So from the front, you just obviously see it. Um, and I walk out and everyone's looking, they're laughing. And then I turn around and they see the assless part thing, me, Right? So then fucking Andy gets his phone out and they start filming me. So I do a deadlift and I do a squat and it's fucking funny. 30 second video, really funny. And uh, um, aye, so we, we think nothing of it. So you know, that, 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 this thing is, is that the shit that ha- that's just, that happens all the time. Yeah. Like, that happens all the time. Like, the stuff we do in OBS is fucking, you know, if, if the amount of stuff that could go so viral from the stuff that we do would be would be mental. <laughs> um, so aye, so then Ryan Mockey put it up on his Facebook Um I shared it on my Facebook and then I put it on my Instagram. So I put it on my Instagram um, and didn't really think much of it. And then woke up the next morning and I had like 37,000 views on my Instagram. I was like, what the fuck? And then Powerlifting Motivation put it up on their Facebook and their Instagram. And like other Powerlifting pages put it in their Instagram. And then all of a sudden it started going on like Sport Bible, all this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I then fucking Unilad emailed me. And I'm like, can we use it? I was like, yeah, go for it. So they fucking use it. Then Lad Bible emailed me. I was like, "Can I use it?" And like, yeah. They had all these pages like Lad Bible Australia. Oh, it went fucking everywhere, 
Uh, and yeah, it's got well over 100 million views. And I mean, it still circulates to this day, mate. It's like st- oh, you see it popping up. Still again, circulates. Mate, like the Glasgow Housewives went up on another thing. And I got roasted, mate. I went through the comments. People were like, "This guy is fucking hideous." Oh, um, people putting like uh, fucking vomiting emojis. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, see, I really want to do something with it, but I'm like, I just can't top it. You know, just like it's like just retire. You know, yeah, just aye. just retire while you're on top. But I mean, the thing is, is that you know. That was ne- that wasn't planned. It was totally off the cuff, and it just wasn't intended. And that's probably why it went so far. And then that that's when I, I got an email from the BBC, and the BBC were like, "You know, we saw your video. Do you want to come in?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I was like, my dad was like, "Fucking go!" So I went, and then they did like a kind of short documentary on me. Like it was only like five minutes long. Um, was that online? Aye? Yeah, yeah. So it was online. So um, uh, I they did that video. Where can folk check that out, man? Um, BBC. So if you go to. Uh, BBC The Social on their YouTube or their Facebook. Um, it's, it's on there. I also shared it uh, on my Facebook. Just add me as a friend. Um, or if you go on my Instagram. Uh, no, did I share it? I, did, I think I did share my Instagram. Uh, you just type in BBC The Social, yeah. Mark McQueen. You know, it, it would come up on YouTube. Um, so like there, yeah, so it was it was mental how, how that came about. But it was, yeah, it's really, really funny. Um yeah, I mean, an OBS. Mate, folk will know who you are in a thousand years' time because of that, mate. I'll Maybe. still be circulating. Well, this is the funny thing as well now, is, mate. It's like, you know, I fucking, you know, people people don't come up to me anymore. Like, even at powerlifting competitions, people don't come up to me and go, oh, you're the IPF world champ, and they go, I saw your singlet video. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's it's just, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's ironic and, and laughable. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I love, love that video, mate. It really puts a spit on my face. It's fucking sexual, man. Yeah. Uh, right, man, let's go on to... Uh, I want to talk... Sorry, you, should, you should see the gay following I've got from it. Oh, really? Aye. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, I, I get about... I would say I get about three, three to five dick pics a week on Instagram because of it. Serious, man? It's, it's quite good, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you being serious, eh? Uh, no, seriously. Oh, for fuck's sake, mate. Uh, ask TJ. I was in the gym one Friday night and I got and I got a dick pic off a guy. Because I told all the boys and TJ was like, you're talking shit. All of them are like, no chance. And then, uh, I that Friday, I was like, mate, look. Some kind of just sent me a Hard pic. Uh, no, it was soft at a urinal. I know, I know, I know, I know, so I mean, if, 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 ever, if I ever have a slow month and I've not got much going for me, mate, then, you know, I've got my options available. Totally, man. You know what I mean? So it's quite Sorted. good. <laughs> Moving on from that to food, um, I want to know a bit about your diet, mate. Right, okay. What's it, what's it, what's it like? So, does it differ from comp prep to normal, what's it? Nah, no, nah, nah. so, so, um, well, before, before the British, I was 100, under 120 kilos weight class. Now I'm moving up to the under 140s. So like now it's very, very similar to what it was. It's just the portion sizes is, is more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like past two years I've been on like maintenance diet because I've just been holding 123, yeah. 124 kilos and then now I'm on a surplus so I'm just trying to gain weight to get up to the under 140s. Um, so it's very, very simple. So I keep things really, really simple. So like, you know, st- uh, st- have have a lot of steak and oats every day um, from a company actually called um, Prepco. Oh, you get your meal prep, don't you? Yeah, so Prepco, um, Prepco Scotland. Um, shout out to them. They 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 deliver um, meals to me, which is really really good. So like you know, like chicken and noodles is kind of what I've asked for. They do they do they do tons of stuff, but they do like my chicken meals. So I eat like a lot of chicken, you know, noodles stuff like that. Uh, steak and oats. I always put honey in oats. Um, some whey protein, a lot of milk, a uh, lot of milk, um, eggs, 
you know, um, orange juice, apples, bananas, um, pre-workout I'll have, you know, for caffeine sorts I'll have like a rock star. Yeah. It's got like 160 milligrams of caffeine. Um, it's also got like 80 grams, 70 grams of carbs in yeah. it. I'll have about maybe 60, 70 grams of carbs worth of sweets. Um, uh, supplementation wise, uh, I, I take um, three scoops of whey protein a day. I have 20 grams of BCs a day. I have 10 grams of creatine a day. I have 10 grams of citrine malate. I have um, 160 milligrams of caffeine on non-training days and then on two-a-day training days I'll have like 320 milligrams of caffeine uh, on a one-time-a-day one training day I'll have 160. Yeah. Um, and then I have a standard like multivitamin, you know, fish oil and then I, and then I have uh, vitamin, D, vitamin D supplementary to that as well. So, I mean, honestly, mate, it's just really boring, really simple, you know, and then like now uh, it's all that stuff but it's in excess and it's in a surplus right. and then like one meal a day as well um just to kind of get calories up you know i'll have you know like you a much higher calorie thing so like for example i'll maybe have like you know um a pizza or like some burgers or something like that, something really high calorie that's just going to bump my calories up because you know um i think you know again i'm not a nutrition expert i don't claim to be a nutrition expert um but i think you know the way i like to look at things are um, protein sources are very important. You know, like amino acid profiling. Yeah. Protein sources are very important. You know, so you need to be getting protein from really good sources. So the easiest ones is, is literally you know dairy whey protein, which is still dairy. Um, you know, red meat and you know eggs, chicken. So cover all those bases. Um, need to have acceptment of fiber. So you know, got to have amount of fiber. And you've got to have your macronutrients. So as long as your protein, fiber, macronutrients is sorted, then you're going to have a pretty nutrient dense diet um and then on top of that you know I, I think if you've got a high calorie diet like i do you know throwing in food like pizza and whatnot i think is, is a good idea because you know because you can only you can only eat so much it's fucking hard, mate, chicken hard, you know it's all low calorie man it's filling as well mate you know it's I mean, very satiating exactly fucking uh, yogurts or oh, sorry whey protein and fucking uh, noodles and that man yeah fucking fills you up mate. yeah <laughs> you know so, I mean? so basically, so basically, basically since, since the British I've just added I've, I've, I've increased portion sizes slightly and I've added in one meal so like I'd have you know example like a pizza and a pizza usually you know the ones I buy are usually like a thousand calories and then I'll have a scoop of whey protein and milk with that as well any idea what your daily calorie uh, so right now so pre so pre-British, my calorie intake was about 3,750, and that was maintaining. Yep. And then now my calories are about 4,400 to about 4,600 per day. It's a lot of food, man. Yeah, so I mean, it is a lot of food. Um, Do you struggle? No. Easy? Yeah, I find it quite easy. Um, nah, I don't struggle. I like food. <laughs> I like food a lot. Um, I think it's as well as that, you know, one thing that's... So I can't... I can't eat a huge amount in one sitting, which surprises people. But like, so like what I could do is like example, like I can't eat a lot in one sitting, but I can put a lot away throughout a whole day. Right. So like example, like, you know, if I have my breakfast, people would be like, that's quite a small breakfast, but like see in half an hour, I'm hungry again yeah. and I'll be able to eat. Yeah. So like literally I could go out for dinner. For example, so you'd be out for dinner and I would have, you know, say a thousand calorie meal. I'm really, really full. In 45 minutes and 60 minutes, I could have another one of those meals you know what I mean? Where I, but someone, for example, in one sitting could have fucking double what I'm Aye. having. You know what I mean? And totally. So like, so that's one thing that's good as well is that I, I've learned that don't take a, a little amount of food often. Yep. Now, that isn't better for performance. 
um, you know, Preferential. I, I don't think male frequency is that, you know, varies that much. You know, there, there are some studies out there that have supported that, you know, smaller dosages of protein over a longer period of time help keep um, muscle protein synthesis slightly higher. But again, you know, we're talking like half a percent higher. Like no one's going to actually really fucking notice the difference. Aye, aye. You know, as long as total protein, total calories, fibre, macronutrients are all equated yeah, yeah. for, where you get it in three meals a day or eight meals aye. a day, it doesn't... As long as it's at least three, you know it, what I mean? It, it, like, just doesn't, it just doesn't matter. But I've just found what works best for me is instead of tr- cause trying to fit, fill myself up in bigger meals, I just have smaller meals more frequently. I'm the exact same, mate. I feel like I'm never full sometimes, man. I can just always... I yeah. Just yeah, time, man. and I think as well it's like a novelty because I've been so strict and having to keep my body weight like one twenty three yeah. and not being able to go over. Now that I'm in a novelty, for like, I'm actually going up to one one forty, so it's quite good as well because you know I'm like, oh fuck it, I can go and fucking have what the fuck I want. Totally, man. It's, you know? it's a good feeling, man. Yeah, um, yeah. It is. So yeah, Nando's that, that other week. What, Aye. What's your go to Nando's, man? What did um, you get there? Chicken, I was interested what people get eating Nando's. Chicken butterfly peri tamer, which is barbecue sauce. Right. Um, Check just the chicken on its own. Uh, yeah, so butterfly. Ch- sorry. Me burger. No. No, I get no. a butterfly burger, man. No, so butterfly chicken on its own, um, chips and garlic bread, and then I get chicken thighs with it as well, or chicken wings, so good, mate. or chicken wings. I. I've never had the chicken wings. I prefer stuff off the bone, but those thighs are. My f- my favorite. fill me up. My favorite place to go is probably Five Guys, but it's fucking so expensive. Yeah, isn't it, mate? Well, I spent. I, ended, I think last time I went to Nando's, mate. I think I spent like 16 quid. Well, see, I don't I, know I've done it, but... Last time I went to Five Guys was about a year ago and I got a fucking hamburger, large chips and a drink and it was like 18 quid. Oh, fucking hell. It's nuts, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're just like, you know, it's like, it's like they don't even give you chips for your hamburger. You've got uh, to buy everything separately and it's all oh, mate, but it's, it's so good nice. Oh, it's so oh, nice. Like, I think I've only had two since it opened, but it's just because the money and the calories. Yeah, so like before the British, a lot of my mates... They're really good mates who I just know through Team GB and stuff like that came up from, from England we went to Five Guys I didn't eat anything because I you know it, it would have put me over my calorie allowance and I couldn't afford that three days out before the comp right. um, I think the boys are underweight or whatever you know like one of the boys I think he had like a double cheeseburger um, a drink and a large fries and it was like 1,900 calories you know what I mean right. and it was like you know and it's actually not even that much eating yeah. and it's not even that satiating either I think one of the burgers is 900 calories man because yeah. you know, I track my calories and my fitness pal and when I went I tracked it I, I was like Jesus I was like 950 calories and then he had like two large fries which were like 500 each uh, and then he had like a diet coke with it <laughs> you know? same the calories and the coke here, man. yeah <laughs> um, so I so you're, uh, you're you're putting on weight and you're you're finding that okay yeah, it's good, good times, mate. It's good well, feeling. obviously, it must be like when you're a performance. Um, yeah, you need to, you need to do it. I mean, that's ultimately to. I mean, I mean, I mean. TJ was actually saying that the other week, man, that he was, uh, he's not been thinking about his diet right before training. He thinks he thinks he's. He's not eating enough before. Ah, he's training. not been eating enough because yeah. he, he was quite fair laughing. He was like, ah, you know, he went, he went, no he went, carbs. Ah, he, <laughs> he, he went, it's fucking crazy, man. I was like, what is that? I, I've ate a lot of food today and a lot of carbs, and it's the best training since I've had in my life. I was like, that's just so surprising, mate. You actually ate properly and you ate enough food and you had a fucking great session. You know, I was like, that's fucking mental. I, was like, I can't believe that happened. And you get that boy back in the ice, man. Aye. But, um, well, mate, TJ's a freak, man. TJ literally just has to look at away and his traps just fucking. Aye. You know what I mean? The, the cunt's fucking. Oh, aye. He's just built. He's built to lift, mate. Aye. He's just built to lift. You know what I mean? Like, he. He was what world champion three years ago. Something I think it was. Was it three years ago? Aye, it was. Aye. Yeah, three, I was living with him. Aye, three years ago he became world champion. Um, 
aye, he's just built to lift, mate. He really is just built to lift. You know, like just genuinely, just you know, he just put he just puts on size for fun. You know what I mean, like literally everything you see him, he's bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like eating carbs or anything. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Playing boy. Right, man. Doing all right. Doing good, Hanging good. in there. Yeah, mate. doing good, mate. Good, yeah. mate. Um, I speak a lot about benefits to mindset, mental health. Mm-hmm. When uh, when I'm trying, we just didn't podcast social media because I believe it's very fucking important, man. Um, of course, it's helped me a lot, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I talk. I've talked about it on previous podcasts, man. That like training. I don't know what. I don't know basically where I would be if I'd never found training. I generally believe that's the thing that got me out of fucking bad bad place. So I like to I like to talk about that and uh, you know like to talk about the benefits of what training can do for somebody's fucking headspace and attitude, mental attitude. And um, yeah, so just basically, what does training do for you in, in that sense? Um, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's not only, so training's not only saved my life, but it's, it's given me a life. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Man. You know, I mean, it, it, it literally is that, you know, it, it literally, you know, has saved my life and has has given me a life, you know. Um, it, it's it's you know it's it's that big, um, you know. I think you know, you know before you know so like you know, I, I, as a person, you know, growing up and you know you know there's 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 two moments in my life where I can look back and go, you know, I'm really fucking proud of myself. So the first moment was um, my my standard grade results. So I got, um, I did six credits and two generals. So I got five ones, a two and two threes. Now, so I got the best grades that I could possibly get bar one mark off. So I got two instead of a one in one of them. Uh, and that was the first time in my life I was actually like, do you know what? Fucking hell, I'm not a fucking waste of space. I'm not yeah. a fucking loser. I actually can do something. You know, so, you know, I had grown, I had a lot of developmental problems growing up. Um, a lot of developmental problems. So like, you know, I, I, I didn't learn to, sp- I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak properly. Didn't learn to speak until I was like, you know, eight or nine years old, which is you know, really fucking late. Yeah. You know, I still remember like being in school, like primary three and shit like that. Um, trying to order trying to order lunch you're trying to order lunch and the lunch ladies just fucking you know they just don't have a fucking clue <laughs> and my, my dad always does the best impression and it's it's funny to look back it is funny to look back on but my dad does the best impression always um you know and it's, it has been such a lot of time but you know although I, I laugh about it you know it, it wasn't actually a, a nice oh, a, a nice time you know and I, I had a lot of, just a lot of developmental problems um and was just really, really late developing. Um, you know, again, like you know, you know, who who the fuck doesn't know how to speak at nine years old? You know, um, and then like you know, even like remember like being up being upstairs in my room with my dad, and you know, like literally, you know, the most basic arithmetic in the world, I just couldn't do it. You know, like he'd be sitting there, and like he'd have like four toys out, and he'd be like, right, here's two toys on this side, two toys on this side. So we'd, we'll count this up. So there's one, two, and then there's one and two got that and I'm like yeah and he goes right he said let's go one two three four so there's four toys but yeah he goes okay so we take these two toys and put them here and take these two toys and put them here and we add them together what's that make and I'd go 12 I said I have no fucking clue I just couldn't do it I just could not do it um I just couldn't just couldn't do it I mean and you know that makes school pretty fucking tough yeah I I just could I mean I mean I just couldn't you know I was just fucking you know 
I, I don't want to sit here and say I was, you know, I was thick as fuck, but I, I was, I was just fucking thick as fuck. Um, Wait for it. And um, yes, a, a spade's a spade, mate. You know what I mean? You know, you know, could, couldn't speak even. And then when I did learn to speak, I had you know terrible speech impediments, really bad speech impediments, and I just didn't pick up and stuff. I just did not pick up and stuff in school. And and it wasn't because I was sick. I, I was just you know I was just really late, really late. It, it took me a lot longer. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't really nice times, you know. Like I, you know, I I just remember always feeling just just so fucking you know just feeling so fucking stupid, and you know really embarrassed by it, um, and really frustrated as well because you know like again like I would try and speak to people. And I be, and I know what I would want to say because I could understand English. You know, you yeah. could you, at nine years old, you could speak to me in a full sentence, and I would understand the whole thing. But I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't converse it. You know, I couldn't converse it. Um, and then I'm just you know really frustrated with that. And then you know, like in primary school and you know first few years in academy, you know, just you know a terrible child. Just a just a terrible terrible child. Um, you know, just getting in a lot of trouble and a lot of stuff I shouldn't do. Um, and just being a just being a fucking idiot, you know, just being a fucking idiot. And and looking back, it was again, it was it was like a you know, I didn't try and you know, I gave up in school. I didn't try in school. I just did not try at all. But the reason I didn't try was because I just I was like, oh fuck it, I'm I'm stupid, I'm thick, I don't get this, I'm never going to get it. What's the point? What's the point in trying? You know, what, what what's the need for it? What, yeah. what why do it? And that was like that's what we talked about. What, that's the safety mechanism. I deliberately made myself fail. Well, I, I put myself in a position where. I couldn't fail because you can't because I, I didn't care, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So it was I was I was kind of protecting myself. Um and I was protecting myself and that's all it was. I was protecting myself because I I'd always felt like a failure. I'd never felt really that good about stuff. You know, I was never really good at anything. You know, I was I was never really good at anything. I wasn't good in school, didn't really have that many friends, wasn't that great with it, you know, was not good with women, you know, whatsoever, you know, just was not good with women. Um by the time I got into secondary school, really late developer, you know, like my voice didn't break till I was like 16, 17 years old, you know, like people's voice break when they're 12, and I was like 16, 17, um, you know, so wasn't that good at sports, you know, wasn't that good at anything, wasn't that clever, never felt really, you know, really good at anything, um, and then um, I remember I was in f I was in fourth year, and my my my, my RE teacher, Mr. Story, um, you know, fucking humiliated me in front of the class. You know, fucking humiliated me, and you quite rightly so. I was a fucking wank. I was a, I was a pro I mean, a proper little dick. And if I was a teacher, I would have fucking smacked me. You know, so I mean, I'm not. You know, but he proper humiliated me, and he was like, you know, you're just a, you're, you're just a nobody. You're just a total loser. Um, you know, you do nothing. You know, you do nothing. You want nothing going for you. You're going to be a nobody. And, you know, and you're just going to be a loser your whole life. You're going to be, you know, sweeping the streets. And that's his words. I'm not saying, you know, sweeping the streets as being a loser. That's that, that's not, you know, I think pride can be taken in every job and should be taken in every job. But that's, you know, his words. Yeah. And he fucking humiliated me. And I remember, I remember it just didn't sit right. It just didn't sit right. And I remember going, oh, I was like, do you know what? I was like, fuck him. I was like, fuck him. You know, I was like, fuck that guy. I was like, I'm going to fucking actually, you know what? Fuck that cunt. I'm going to fucking do something. And, and I, and, and, I wouldn't say I'm unintelligent. I would say I'm, I would say I would say I'm an intelligent person, but I definitely would say um, academically I, I, I struggled. I definitely did. I definitely struggled academically. Um, you know, again, I would say it's a combination of not trying, not allowing myself to try, and you know, you know, you know, taking a bit longer to kind of develop and understand stuff. But I was like, you know, fuck him. You know, I was like, I'm gonna fucking do really well. 
So I, I was doing six credits and two generals. So the best marks I could have got was six ones and two threes. Um, and I got five ones, a two and two threes. I remember I phoned my dad up when I got my results through. I mean, I worked so hard for that. Like, I, I worked so hard. I mean, I mean that's just me to a T. I'm not the most gifted person at anything, but fuck me, man. I will fucking outwork that. Any, you know, I will work, work anybody. Um, I phoned my dad up. I was like, I got my results. And he was like, oh, right, okay. Um, okay, how did they go? Mum and dad have always been great, really supportive, you know. N- never put me down. Always told me, I, you know, I can yeah. do whatever I want, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I phoned him up and I said like, I got my results and I told him I told him what my results were um, and he and he paused and I remember he paused for like five seconds he claims he didn't but he did he paused for so long are you there and he's like yeah 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 I'm there I'm like blah 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 and I, and I know for a fact he was he was so fucking shit surprised <laughs> like so surprised and he still says this day he 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 wasn't but he was he was I mean I would have been, I, I was surprised to us and I remember it was it was literally. That was you know that that was the second best. That's the second best day of my life. Best you know winning winning worlds. But the, you know, I remember I was fucking you know jumping about my living room. I was just so fucking pleased. I remember just sitting going, do you know what, Black, I actually fucking am capable. I can do what what I want to do. Um, I was and it, it was like a light. It was just it was like it was like just like a total euphoric moment. And it was just like a life changing moment. I was like, do you know what, you know, you actually can. I actually can do something, you know, I, I'm not fucking worthless, I'm not fucking useless, I'm, I can be good at stuff, yeah. and it just to- totally, totally fucking changed my mindset, and then, you know, went and got five Bs in my hires, and again, you know, you know five Bs is, you know, maybe not the best, but you know, five Bs is, you know, get me into probably most, well, I got accepted to unis, I got accepted to Edinburgh Uni, uh, Edinburgh Napier, uh, and in Glasgow Cali, you know, I turned them all down because it's not what I wanted to do. But you know, and I, I just remember thinking, you know, if, if I can do that, I can truly do anything. And it was like a life changing. It was a it's a life changing moment. Um, and then um, yeah, you know, moved on and you know did did found found the weight train did that. But I mean, I mean, uh, with with without without it, I I I, I don't really know where I would be or what I'd be doing, you know. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm somebody who I, I've always thought again, I've I've always thought, even from a young age, even when, you know, I was a you know, wasn't doing anything you know, worth worthwhile or anything like that. I remember thinking, you know, I'm either going to be something really fucking special or, you know, I'm gonna end up in a lot of fucking trouble. You know, like a lot, like a lot of trouble, and I just thought always, and, and there was to me there was never, there was never an in between. Either I was going to absolutely excel in something, or I was going to be, you know, and I'll you know, jail a lot of trouble. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that I would end up in jail, but that was just my thought process. And again, it's just that going back and forth of, you know, just one extreme to the other. Yeah. There's never an in between with me. It's always a total extreme. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean and, and it's, it's, it's given me a life, you know, it's, it's, it's given me a life. And to me, you know, it's not that, you know, powerlifting means everything to me, but it's not because it's powerlifting. Um, it, could, it could be anything. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, so like a lot of powerlifters, all they care about is powerlifting. All they want to talk about is powerlifting. All the, all the you know, all that matters is powerlifting. You know, you know, I don't care if, you know, you're a great, you know, husband or wife or good you're a great person or you're a great your job you know if you're not strong I don't give a fuck you know and, and I think that's just an atrocious attitude you know it's like I, I, I couldn't care whether someone's the strongest person in the world or they're the weakest it, it doesn't bother me yeah. powerlifting to me 
it's not it's not that powerlifting means the world to me, which it does, but it's like, it's a, it's what 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 is powerlifting is to me? It's a, it's a it's an avenue. It's an avenue that I can I can devote myself to, um, and it's an avenue that I can use for self development and self improvement, and it's an avenue that I can I can control. You know, nobody you know nobody has an effect on whether that what what I do. It's all on me. Um, you know, no teammate can fuck up for me. No teammate can win it for me. It's, it's all on me, um, and it's an avenue that through 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 me being able to control, I can excel at, and I can kind of show the world and myself and everybody, you know, you know, I'm fucking capable. I'm not fucking worthless. I'm not useless. I'm good at something, and that's what it is to me. And it's not necessarily that it's powerlifting that I love. It's the it's it's what it you know it's what it stands for. It's the fact that. I can through my own my own my own my own, you know, belief and work, I can have a, an objective point of view of, of self improvement. So, yeah. you know, more weight was in the bar, I objectively improved. Uh, I can also subject uh, subjectively improve from a, you know, self development point of view. Um and it's an avenue that, you know, I can I can through my own worth set work prove to myself, you know, I'm capable, I'm good at doing this, you know. I'm going to do something special, and I suppose it is probably a fucking, it definitely is a kind of, you know, a thing where I can fucking go out, stick my fingers up and be like, fuck you, you know, I'm fucking, I'm not going to be fucking useless, you know, um, and you know, like, I still, still remember, like, you know, before, before going out for my last deadlift at the European Championships, um, you know, the, the last thought in my head, the last thought in my head was, you know, I'm going to fucking prove this, you wrong, and that was, it was Mr. Story, you know, and, and, and you know, um, you know, he probably doesn't have a fucking clue who I am. Probably doesn't care. And you know, I, I, I don't hate him or dislike him the slightest. It's quite the opposite. You know, if he hadn't said that to me, I'm, I, yeah. I, you know what I mean. And he was right. Thing is, is that he was right. <laughs> what he said was one hundred percent truthful. But because, the way he said it and the way he embarrassed me in front of the whole class, it really resonated with me because everything he said, I knew. I just didn't, you know, accept it. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what it is, and it's and it's a it's a you know it's 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 a void, you know. Powerlifting is a void, you know. Like at a competition when you're under the bar, like you know, nothing else matters. It's just a total void of absolute nothingness. You know what I mean? Like it's just a total void of absolute nothingness, and nothing else matters. You know, and and I think that nothing can nothing can ever replicate that. You know, yeah. nothing can replicate that. Um, so that's that. that that's great, so that's what I like about it, you know. And I think that everybody, and I'm not saying, you know, I think exercise is so important, um, and everybody in the world should do it. Everybody in the world should do some form of exercise that yeah. they love, whether you know they go and play tennis or badminton with their pals, five or side footballs, three four times a week when they go to the gym, go running, you know, any walking, anything. People should do it because at the end of the day. It, it does improve your life. It does absolutely improve your life. And, and, and you know, it makes you feel better about yourself. And again, it's, it's the exact same thing. It's like through your own control and your own work, you can see yourself getting better at something. That's a very powerful thing. That's a very, very powerful yeah. thing. Self-belief, man. Yeah. And, and I, but I think everybody should have something in their life where they can, they can you know, it's, it fills that void, you know, where nothing else matters, you know, yeah. like, when I when you know like when I was going out to the world champion you know world championship my last deadlift I was going for the third deadlift you know if I pulled this I won the world championships you know and it's like you know nothing matters 
nothing matters and it's just a total void of nothingness and you just you can't replicate that and it's, it's just fucking it's awesome yeah, you know it's just it, fucking man. brilliant and I'm sure you've I'm sure you've had fucking bad days that you go into the gym with all the boys yeah. and it's fucking brilliant exactly and you leave fucking like that you know what things are not so bad exactly you know you walk at the gym raging and you leave absolutely buzzing you know you leave really in a good yeah. mood and yeah Aye. it's it's Brilliant, awesome man. and I mean the thing is as well is that you know like you know anybody I, I, I challenge anybody to be in a bad mood and go and have a nice session of exercise whatever the, their choice of exercise yeah. is and for them to leave not feeling better than what they went in yeah. I, I challenge anybody to try and do that yeah. that's why I, mean? I start my day every day now by uh, walking 45 minutes into work instead of getting yeah. a bus because Perfect. I come into work yeah. fucking great exactly uh, it's fucking walking is exercise and I've done a bit in the first thing in the morning. Yeah. Fresh air, podcast, music, whatever it is, I come in feeling great. Whereas if I sit in a fucking bus, half asleep, I just come in a different mood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the bus is late, it's fucking in traffic, you're just fucking raging. Whereas if I'm walking, I I feel fucking different, mate. Yeah. It's, um, it's brilliant. Are we, um, are we, uh, person to tell me you've got a wee bit of rage in you? Who said that? Oh, I can't even tell. Drop, <laughs> drop any names, mate. But uh, yeah, that's DJ, is this it? true? <laughs> yeah. Aye. Yeah. Did you feel that? Did you feel that, that comes out when you when you left? Yeah. I mean, I I, I would say I, I've got a, a a lot of. I always I always say you know I've got. Please, mate, you're fucking. You've covered your face up. Nope. I can't see your face in the video. Right, there we go. Um. Oh, we. Oh. Ah, there we go. I'll hold that. I always say you know fucking. I'm, Coming with a fucking with a with a with a lot of rage in my heart and a big chip in my shoulder. It's always what I like. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming with a lot of rage in my heart and a lot of chip in my shoulder. The TJ that said that, yeah. Uh, obviously, I. <laughs> <laughs> I was Ooh. looking for some background info on you, mate, and uh, I thought you told me that you're uh, sometimes you know, a wee bit of rage in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you love a wee rant, and all that. Yeah, I, I, w- I would definitely say. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say I've got I, I've got a lot. A lot more anger in me than probably most people do. Yeah, aye. aye. Well, that's good that you left heavy stuff in, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, you know, I think, again, I think to, to, to be, you know, a, a, you know, top of your game in a sport and especially a strength sport, I, I think you've got to have stuff inside you that most people just don't have. You know, I think, you, I think you've got to be able to call upon stuff that people can't call upon. Yeah in order to do it so yeah, yeah I would say aye, a lot of rage in my heart and a big chip in my shoulder is what I always like to go <laughs> that's it man um, what kind of cool places have you been on your travels competing so so with powerlifting um, out with the UK I've been to um, so where, where, where was the where was the first year so the first year was in Estonia um, nice. first world was in Texas which was cool oh, um, this year I went to Denmark um, for the Euros, I went to Belarus, which is a really weird place for worlds, and I went to South Africa for um, the Commonwealths. So I've been about um, within the UK, British. Uh, uh, first British was in Bournemouth. Second British was in uh, was in um, uh, what's it called um, Newcastle, and then this British was actually in Glasgow, which was quite cool. Nice man. Yeah, so it was at home. Where about was it? Uh, it was, well, actually, it was out with Glasgow. It was at Raven, the Ravens Craig Sports Facility. It's actually Motherwell. Aye, 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 actually Motherwell, but they put it down in the f- as Glasgow in the flyer, Aye. but it was Motherwell. Any funny yeah. stories from many times you've been away <laughs> with the boys? <laughs> so, um, 
So nothing, so nothing that would get us fucking arrested or fucking kicked out of IPF. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of funny stories. So I mean, still remember, like, you know, it was me, Sean, and Luke. Uh, Sean and Luke, two of my best mates, and then Scott was Luke's best mate at the time. You know, one of my best mates now. Um, we were all competing the same day. So Sean was 93, I'm 120, Luke was 120 plus. So me and Luke actually both won the European Championships. Uh, and, you know, Luke's, you know, one of my best mates for, for sure, man. And, you know, me and the, the, the four of us the night before the competition, you know, we'd, we'd all finish our food, all finish our water, everything was done. We're bored, man. What the fuck do we do? So we fucking, we got, some, we got some eggs and we fucking, we went out and fucking just started fucking egging our mates' fucking house and all that. Um, Who's this? Um, in, in Denmark. All oh, right. Um, so we started egging our, one of our, again, one of our mates, Josh Greenfield's house. Um, just to keep ourselves occupied and whatnot, and fucking, um, you know, to, to, to look to do that night before the competition. You know, it's, you know, me and Sean stole, me and Sean stole some goats in Denmark. Goats, some goats, right? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> so I we just found some goats and just picked them up. And, oh, boats? No goats, like the animal goat. Goats, aye. <laughs> um, and and you know, some other funny stuff happened in Denmark, uh, Belarus. Um, me and Luke were staying in like a high rise flats and uh, I fucking put one of the windows through by mistake in the high rise flat. Um I just a lot of funny stories, mate, yeah. Good times? Yeah, I yeah. Do you like going away or is it more of a like, uh, seat, like I like going away. I like going away, yeah. Um I would say the my favourite my favourite was the European Championships, um, with Luke, Sean and Scott and whatnot. I've never had that that's the most fun I've ever had away. And Belarus was just me and Luke, but because it was a world championship, it, 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 you know, just, and because there was only two of us, you know, we didn't really do very much, you know, we just kind of ate and just yeah. chilled out and slept. Do you drink at all? Or no, no, not at no. all. I mean, after Worlds, after Worlds, I went out and got drunk. Um, well, I was going to say, I must get drunk pretty easy if yeah. you never drink. I, well, actually not, I did all right. No. Oh, I held it quite well, but I mean, that was the first time I drank in like three years. All right, okay. um, I just don't drink at all. No, I'm not a big, I don't like it. Um, don't like it at all. I'm just not. I mean, I, I, I just, I, it just doesn't really do much for me, to be honest. No. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to get top of your game. It's only ever going to fucking yeah. cause shit. And, and, <laughs> I mean, that's it. And it just, it just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. You know, it just really doesn't. You know, it just be pointless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, you know, drinking actually makes me quieter. You yeah. know, when I get drunk, I'm actually more quiet than what I normally would be. So, I it just doesn't really do anything Aye. for me. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Why? There's no point in doing it. Uh, what about your how did you transition for PT online coach? Um, yeah, so basically, um, the guy I was working with, um, you know, I worked with him for, you know, I think I worked for him for the best part of two years, maybe slightly over two years, something like that. Uh, and it was great, you know, he he, you know, he got me started and, you know, gave me, you know I, I made a lot of money, you know, during that, you know, relatively to being 18 years old, you know, yeah. not a lot, I didn't make a lot of money, but at the time, what you know, stuff, right? uh, at the time, you know, I, w- I was making a really nice income and it was all because of him and, you know, he helped me a lot. Um, near the end, you know, we kind of started to have some disagreements and stuff like that and, you know, didn't really see eye to eye and we just, you know, thought it would be best to part ways and yeah. we did. Um, which kind of left me, left me a bit kind of scuppered because it left me with, you know, no, no clients really. Definitely. You know, I, I mean, three met, contacted me afterwards and said, you know, I, I don't want to train with him, I want to train with you. So, so I, I trained them. And then, yeah, I just started my online, my online business, mate, and just started posting on Instagram, started posting on YouTube and posting on social media. And um, I, it's just very organically grown into, into what it is now. Right. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there's, I can't, you know, can't pinpoint anything as to what I did to actually make it grow so much. I would say, you know, being persistent on YouTube, putting out good content, going on to social on Instagram, putting out good content, um, being myself, not taking myself that seriously. You know, being you know relatable. You know, um, and then I would also say probably you know my achievements have yeah, definitely yeah. helped, and right. then. You know, because I've done well as a coach, you know, I've posted the achievements of people I've done and then they've obviously seen that and they're like, oh, actually, you know, he's not just a dick, he's actually quite, you know, quite good at coaching, so blah, blah, and stuff like that. It's just been very organic the way it's grown, yeah. And you're working with, like, more kind of athletes? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I I am, you know, I'm a strength coach, Uh, you know, I, I work with people that, you know, I'm basically, you know, I work with them in the weight room. Which you know most you know almost all PTs do to be honest you know um but uh, yes I mean the majority of people I work with are you know are competitive powerlifters you know um Matty you know he obviously does bench press only you know in the you know you know in the world para yeah. games and stuff like that um then you know got some like rugby players a few footballers uh, a tennis player um I had a professional Gaelic footballer as well that I worked with don't work with him anymore. And then I've got, you know, just, just some regular people that don't compete in power. I actually don't compete in anything, but just want to, you know, they want to have structure to what they do in the gym yeah. and they want to get better in the gym. And yes, I mean, I mostly athletes, but yeah, I work with people that just want to get better and are motivated to be in the gym and do better about it. Awesome, yeah. man. What about some uh, some of the bigger achievements of some of your clients? Have? Um, so... Um, so I was, I was actually thinking when you... I was actually thinking about that. Um, <laughs> so people have to... I've had... Three Scottish champions, a couple of Scottish silver medalists. I've had three British champions, um, two British silver medalists. Um, I've had an English. I've had two English champions. I've had a German state national champion. I've had a Commonwealth champion. Um, so I had a Commonwealth champion, Shane Flowers. He won the Commonwealth championships. Um, I programmed a guy. Um, so I wasn't actively coaching him, but I was helping him with his programming. Yeah. Uh, he actually won the Sub Junior Commonwealth and Sub Junior World Championships. So he fucking you won Sub Junior Worlds, which is basically oh, under 18s. Um, I've uh, had you know multiple 800 kilo plus totals, a few 1800 pound plus totals. Um, I've had you know Matty compete the World Para Games, which is fucking massive. You know, yeah, that's pretty fucking surreal for him to do that um, and yeah just generally just a lot of people that have you know just got a lot better that's amazing yeah, man they've all lost their achievements there man. Aye, they've, 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 they've done well they've done, they've done awesome you know yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want I can't take all the credit for that you know they've, they would have done that anyway I've just streamlined the process a little bit you know Aye, what if they went to a shite coach but oh, well that's true <laughs> that's fucking true there you go no but that's great man and you're, you're loving what you're doing and it's awesome loving, mate. The, yeah. loving the coaching and the sense of helping people and things like that is that, is that you got a buzz off that yeah it's, it's really really good again you know it's just you know to again you know you're working with people that you can relate to and that are motivated and you know to be a part of accomplishing people's goals and dreams and aspirations and, and whatnot and it's yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty amazing you know class man I love yeah. that um, right man like what advice would you would you give to people who are maybe listening to this uh, and thinking, you know, I want to want to fucking lift weights, man. Like, but I'm a wee bit scared. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Or, 
I couldn't do that or it was too much but I, I wish I could like what give us your fucking best like go and what's do your it. advice man of motivation of go and do getting it getting people out there go and do it just you know just jump in you know head first you know just you know jump in and then learn how to swim you know yeah. um, doing something's better than doing nothing you know just because you don't know how don't know jump in go and do it um, if you can afford it get a coach get a personal trainer if you can't afford it ask for advice of people that you know in the weight room that fucking look you know pretty good or yeah. are doing what you want to do yeah. you know ultimately you know um, a lot of people would be very very you know if, if you know me personally you know if, if people come up and ask me in the gym for some advice and help you know you don't get annoyed by that you quite the opposite you know you get quite it's a compliment you know and I, I, again I think people need to realise that you know um, people people aren't judging you. People don't generally really pay much attention to anybody in the gym, really. You know, so you you know you're not going to be in the gym and people are going to be judging you and looking at you and thinking, you know, oh look at this person and whatnot. You know, that's not going to happen. So you know, there's no need to be self conscious. You know, find a gym, join it, and you know, go, just start doing what you want to do. You know, if you can afford it, get help. If you can't, ask for it, research it, and just jump in. You know, head first, yeah, and, right. and then learn how to swim. And just kind of like believe in yourself. Yeah, a just bit, just man. have a little bit of belief, mate. Yeah, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about just people on very underestimate I mean, their I mean, capabilities. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, whether we like to believe it or not, we control our thoughts. That's fact. Yeah. We are in control of our thoughts. So, and when you actually are able to realise that and truly believe and and come to terms with that, actually, I do control all my thoughts. It's quite a thing because if you fly off the handle, that's your fault. You know what I mean? If someone cuts in front of you in traffic and you fly off the handle, that's your fault, not theirs. They're not making you fly off the handle. Yeah. You could easily just stay calm, you know? We are in control of our thoughts. If we are being really fucking negative, that is our fault. We are controlling those thoughts. It's very, you know, whether you whether you want to believe it or not, you know, just start speaking positive to yourself instead of going, I can't do that. Just start saying, I can do it. Even if you don't tr- believe it, just say it. You'd be amazed how much you can convince yourself. Always fucking try. Yeah, just try it. What, what what have you got to lose? You know what I mean? Are you in shape right now? And the black like, no. And like, well, you go to the gym, right? If you go to the gym and you're not, and you're and you're, if you go to the gym, what have you got to lose? Because even if you go to the gym and you still don't get in shape, nothing's changed. You're still not in shape. But what have you did get in shape? Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. You know, so the, you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose because you're not getting anything to lose because you're not going to be in a worse position than where you were before you started. So you can only gain. You can only get better. Aye, and you just never know what might fucking come of it. Eh? You just never know. Exactly. You're not being a world champion. <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> That's true. Right? Exactly. At the end of the day, when I first started in the gym, I was nothing. Not, absolutely nothing. You know? Me as well, mate. I went to the gym, it was a wee bit of weight. And no fucking helping people, we just never know no, what it's going to take. No, nobody starts off as a superstar in the weight room. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. I love it, man. Okay, almost there, mate. Um, what about your plans for the future? What's coming up? What's your goals going forward? Just get as strong as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, pile on the, the size. And yeah, the literally, just you know, I, I, I just you know, I want to you know, I want a total the most amount of weight that's ever been totaled in the history of powerlifting, you know, and that's an outlandish claim, but that's what I want that's to do. That's brilliant, that's fucking aiming big, man. You know, that's what I want to do, I want to have the biggest total ever. What's um, your records right now? Um, so, best squats, 330 kilos, um, raw, uh, best bench is 192.5 kilos, raw, uh, and best deadlift is the 332.5 in comp, 335 in the gym, 
Um, Big numbers, mate. <laughs> yeah, aye, so impressive stuff. Yeah, um, and I and I hold the Scottish record, Scottish junior and open record in the squat deadlift in total. Uh, Scottish junior record in the bench. I hold the British junior record in the squat, British junior record in the deadlift in the total, and then I hold the European record squat. Super, man. Yeah, respect. Aye. Um, the last bit. Where can people find you? That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah. Find I mean, your social media and stuff. What's, yeah, your, so, what's your ats? So, Instagram is at Mark McQueen2. Um, Mark McQueen and Mark McQueen1 were both taken. So, <laughs> Gutter. I will. So, at Mark McQueen2 on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, you know, um, just type in Mark McQueen. You know, my private Facebook comes up, but, you know, it's not really that private, you know. So, welcome back. Do you use that for your. Yeah, to an like, extent, yeah. Right. You know, so I mean, you know, admin that. Um, YouTube, okay. just type in my name, Mark McQueen. Um, and if you just type in like Google, Mark McQueen, you know, my, all my social medias come up anyway. Um, so yeah, that's probably the best way to find me. And my email address is on all my social medias, so that's the best way to find me. Perfect, man. Well, thanks so much, man. No, no problem. This my has pleasure. been uh, not a short epic. I've absolutely loved it, man. And um, I, I can't wait for folk to listen to that. Yeah, I think we get a lot from it, mate. Genuinely. Genuinely really inspirational words there, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers, my man. Nice one.